So let me read some uh, scripture to you. We're talking about favor today. How do we find favor in our lives? What is favor? And we're gonna read from the story of Noah. Uh, Noah and Genesis, going all the way back to the first book of the Bible, says this. After God has described the depravity of the world and how everyone is kind of following their own way, humanity has gone off the rails and things are looking really, really bad, it says this, Noah, however, found favor with the Lord. Noah was a righteous man, blameless, and we'll see that word again later, so bookmark it in your brain. Blameless among his contemporaries, Noah walked with God. And then in Genesis, we get all the instructions of uh, what God was asking Noah to do. Uh, he wanted him to build a boat and how big the boat was supposed to be and the animals and two by two and all that stuff you remember from your childhood Bible stories. And then it says this, and Noah did this. He did everything that God had commanded him. Then the Lord said to Noah, enter the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. Would you pray for me this morning? Father God, Lord, we love you, and we just ask that you would fill this place, which you would fill every location with your spirit, that as we have worshiped you, Lord, we pray that you have felt welcome among us, Lord, that you would open our ears and our hearts to receive what you have for us this morning. Father God, that you would open my mouth and that you would fill it with your words and you would hide me behind uh, your scripture. In your name we pray, amen. amen. All right, so what is favor? Everybody wants some favor, right? Yes. Favor. favor. All right, every time I say that, you gotta echo me. Just start with a bad foot. Hey, favor. 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 Yeah, we want some favor, we want some blessing in our lives, and, and we you know, have to actually ask, well, what is favor? And it can be kind of a difficult thing to answer because favor for you might be different than favor for me. I mean, for a student, favor might be, I finally got that teacher I wanted, uh, I passed the class, I passed the exam. Favor might be, I asked her on a date for a 12th time and she finally said yes. That could be favor. Favor might be getting into the college you want. Uh, favor for some might be a Ferrari, and favor for others might be a Fiat. So you never know. Um, favor might be a Mercedes or a minivan, depending on your situation. Favor could be just good health. Favor could be good relationships. Favor could be a great marriage and been blessed with great kids. Favor could be a whole host of things. Favor could be things that we ask God for, and favor could be things that we don't ask God for. And sometimes God uh, will not give us what we want because he knows it'll be bad for us. Because I do know this, that God's favor on us is that he will not give us something he knows we don't need because God values our character more than he does our comfort. God values our character more than he does our comfort. He's not gonna give you something that's gonna hurt you. In fact, I had this happen this morning Came in this morning um, with my son. It was like 7.45 in the morning, and he said, Dad, I want a cheer wine. And I'm like, it's 7.45 in the morning. We're not giving you a cheer wine at 7.45 in the morning, which is really 6.45 in the morning, but our brains are all messed up, so we don't know what's going on. So God, God's gonna care for us more so than he's gonna give us what we ask for, but we, we see favor in people's lives, and we wonder like, well, well, how do they get favor or how did I get favor? Why am I blessed the way that I'm blessed and why aren't people blessed uh, the way that I am or why did they get that and I didn't? And, and sometimes it kind of feels like they, you know, you're just spinning a roulette wheel. 
Sometimes you get favor, sometimes you don't. You know, God's just kind of taking the dice and rolling it, and he's like, all right, today you get favor, and too bad for you. Roll the wheel and be like, uh, all right, uh, this section gets favor, that section gets favor. Skipping you guys, sorry. And that section gets favor. I would think that you three sections would be very happy. <laughs> Applause, you all got favor today. The rest of y'all, sorry. That's just not the way the dice fell today. Uh, try next Sunday. We'll see what happens. So we, you know, we kind of have this mystery about what favor is. We, we hear phrases like, well, favor ain't fair, and we're like, well, that kind of makes us think that God's somehow indeterminate in how he doles out favor. Uh, we see some people get favor, and we kind of think to ourselves, well, maybe they're God's favorite, and I'm not, which has been a, a, a lesson that's taken me way too long to learn is that just because someone else gets favor and I don't doesn't mean that they're the favorite and I'm not. Uh, it's playing a zero-sum game. A zero-sum game means that there is a limited amount of resources to give out to everyone, and when they run out, they run out. So uh, God's got to be really careful about who he gives his favor to because uh, he knows there's a limited amount of it. So some people are going to get it, and some people aren't. That's a zero-sum game, and that's not how God works because God doesn't have favorites. God doesn't have favorites. God wants to bless his people, and here's how I know this is because the scripture says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is, there's that word again, blameless toward him. So God wants to put his favor on you. God wants to bless you. God wants to pour out blessings on you, and he is actually looking for reasons to do that because God loves to bless his children. God loves to pour his favor out on his children. Yes, sometimes we look at favor and we feel like it, it doesn't seem like it's too fair. But we also have to be careful that what favor is for someone else isn't the same as what it is for me. Right? I might say, well, I have favor ain't fair. I got this. Well, why am I saying that they didn't get favor? I have no idea. There's confetti. <laughs> So we have, to be, we have to be very careful to, to know that God is not limited in how he hands out favor, that God is not pitting one person against another, that God is not picking favorites when he pours out favor on someone. In fact, God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of principles. I'm gonna say that again. God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of principles, meaning there are these principles that God has laid out for us that if we will follow them, favor will be poured out onto our lives, that it gives the opportunity for God to go, he's looking to and fro, hey, there we go, there we got someone who is following my principles and precepts. I want to pour my favor out on him. I'll give you some examples of some. Uh, honor your father and mother, and all the parents said, Amen. <laughs> and you're, uh, uh, so that you may have long life in the land that the Lord your God has given you. I, I call these if-then principles. God says, if you will do this, then I will do that. So if you will honor your father and mother, then I will give you long life in the land. In fact, I could probably uh, create a whole collection of messages just on how honor unlocks the favor of God in your life. 
We're supposed to honor our spouse, right? We're actually supposed to honor our children. We're supposed to honor the people around us. We're supposed to honor those who are in authority. In fact, Scripture says that we're supposed to give double honor to those who are in spiritual authority over us. Romans 12, Paul says, hey, how about this? How about we all outdo each other in showing one another honor? Honor unlocks the favor of God in our life. It's another thing. Uh, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room enough to store it. If, if you will bring the whole tithe, then I will pour out so much blessing. If then. Here's another one. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What a beautiful verse. If you will confess with your mouth, then you will be saved. If then, if then, if then. So there's all these principles in the scripture. I ain't got time to go through all of the if-then promises that God has given us in his scripture. But I will give you a little hint. There's a lot of them in Proverbs. Today is March the 8th. Open up Proverbs to March the 8th. Read Proverbs 8. Tomorrow is Proverbs 9. Open it up. Read Proverbs 9. The next day is, guess what? Proverbs 10. Open up Proverbs 10 and read Proverbs 10. You can read a proverb every day, and it's chock full of these wisdom little bits that God has put in there. Like, if you will do this, then this will happen. It's a way of unlocking blessing in your life. It's just following the principles and the precepts of God. So, if God is not a respecter of persons, but is a respecter of principles, why did Noah get favor? Well, it says that he was righteous. It says that he was blameless, right? So maybe God was favoring Noah because Noah was following the principles and the precepts. In fact, we actually see this. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is, say this with me, blameless. There's that word again. So scripture actually confirms that the reason God was favoring Noah was because he was blameless. It says Noah was righteous. Noah was blameless. Well, how was he righteous? How was he blameless? Well, it says Noah walked with God. Noah had a relationship with God. It wasn't one of these of, uh, God, I'm in trouble. God, if you'll do this, will you rescue me from this? Uh, I'll do anything you ask. It wasn't bartering with God. In fact, it's, God's, it's not God's favor to do you favors. I'll say that again. It's not, it's not God's favor to do you favors. That's not what it's here for. God can't be manipulated. That Noah had a, a, a walking relationship with God. Walking it out day after day, he was cultivating this relationship with God. It wasn't a, a one and done kind of thing. In fact, I, I read a tweet um, this past week. I thought it was really profound that every good thing that we have comes from compound interest. Does everybody know what compound interest is? Yes. All right, we're, we're gonna go to school, all right? And the reason we're gonna to go to school is I saw something else that was really disturbing. There was a news anchor, and he was talking about the Bloomberg um, campaign, and he said the Bloomberg campaign spent $500 million, I kid you not, this happened, $500 million on campaign ads. There's 327 million people in America. He could have given every American $1 million and still had money left over. And I showed it to my kids, and I'm like, Please tell me that we are doing you right by math. What is wrong with this? 
They're like, you can't give a million dollars to everybody. You can give a dollar to everybody. So, so we're going to go to school. We're going to learn about compound interest. Now, since it is time change Sunday, we're going to stick with whole numbers. Because half our brains are still in our beds. All right, take $100, you put $100 in the bank, it earns 10% interest. And that actually used to be a case a long time ago. For everybody who's young, 10% interest actually used to happen. $100 in the bank is going to earn 10% interest. At the end of the year, you have how much? $110. All right, you've earned $10 interest on your $100. You're going to take that $110. You're going to reinvest it. It's going to earn 10% again for another year. You're going to add an additional $11 to that, bringing your total to $121. All right? Where did the extra dollar come from? It was interest earned off the $10 you didn't have to begin with. That's the beauty about compound interest is it starts earning off of things that you didn't have to begin with. Now, everything, if everything good in life comes from compound interest, think about this. Your relationships that you have, you are earning the benefit of those from compound interest. My wife and I have been married nearly 17 years. I am earning the benefit of compound interest in our relationship because it gets tweeter and tweeter every day. Um, the, the relationships I have with the people here at the church. I've been here 15 years. I am bearing the benefit of compound interest of being here for 15 years. The relationships that you have in your life, the financial decisions that you have made in your life, the health benefit decisions that you have made in your life. I have a friend that goes to the Spotsy campus. His name's Jared, and he runs marathons like a maniac. He's crazy. I don't understand why he does that but he likes to run marathons. And we were talking about running, and he said, did you run this week? I'm like, no, I didn't, I ran last week. He goes, you can't do that. The benefits of running, he said, compound on themselves. What that means is, I am not gonna benefit of running if I run one week, and then I wait three weeks, and then I run again. I'm not gonna get weight gains in the gym if I decide I'm gonna go bench press once a month. It doesn't work like that. Compound interest is going to be making small investments regularly over time, and then you bear the benefit of them. Noah was benefit. Ooh, where did I go? <laughs> Noah was bearing the benefit of compound interest with his relationship with God. He walked with God regularly. When he walked with God, watch what happened. God was able to say to Noah, Hey, there's gonna be this big flood coming. What's implied in the scripture, not written, but implied, not only did God say to Noah, Noah heard God. Noah was listening. He was paying attention. And because Noah heard God, he did everything that God had commanded him. What a beautiful picture of what blessing and favor look like. Noah walked with God. Noah listened to God. Noah obeyed God. How simple if we could just do that in our lives on a regular basis, if we would walk with God, if we would listen to God, and we would obey God and allow him to deal with the consequences. But what happens more times than not, and this is so, so many times in my life, is 
I ask God what I should do, and he tells me what I should do, and, and all I see are A, B, and C. Who's going to answer X, Y, and Z? Apparently me, because that's what I spend all night worrying about is X, Y, and Z. And God's like, no, 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 just, just worry about what I've told you to do. I'm going to take care of the rest. Do you think Noah had any idea what a flood looked like? Do you think Noah had any idea that a boat could float? Do you think Noah had any idea what rain would look like? Do you think Noah had any idea what the next year was going to look like? No, what he did was he obeyed the word of God and he did everything, not half obedience. That must be for this service because I've not said that all day long. Half obedience is not obedience. I used to tell my kids that all the time. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Half obedience is disobedience. Noah did everything that God had commanded him. Thank God he did, right? We're going to get to that in a second. Now, if you are attracting the favor of God in your life, because you're walking with him, you're listening to him, you're being blameless, you're obeying what he says, there are three things that I want you to understand about favor. One is it's not just for you. Favor and blessing in your life are not just to end with you. It says this, then the Lord said to Noah, enter the ark, you and all your household. Did you catch that? Everybody got to go on the trip. Everybody, it said Noah was favored of God. Not Noah's household, Noah was favored with God. And everybody got to benefit from that. In fact, we are all here because Noah obeyed God and had favor with God. Favor is not just for you. It is to be spread out among you. God wants to use you as a conduit. And I am convinced of this. The more you are a conduit of God's blessing, the more he will bless you. The more you are a conduit of God's favor, the more he will shine his face upon you. Because he doesn't want to end just with you. He wants to pour out his blessing on the world through you. So keep that in mind. Second thing, it may not look like what you want. Favor may not look like what you want. Now think about Noah, for example. God favored Noah, which is awesome, and then he said, go grab a hammer and go build a boat. So I wonder, like, if maybe Noah wasn't in his right mind, or, or maybe if, if it was me, it's put me, let's, let's act like I'm Noah. And God says, Jeremy, I want you, you're favored, I want you to build a boat. And I'll be like, favored? I gotta work? I gotta cut down a tree? I got to build this big, honking, huge ship I have no building experience. I do not have my class A contractor's license. I have no idea about marine time technology. I don't know what I'm doing. You want me to build the boat? You want me to build the boat with my three kids? I can't get them to take the trash out. This is gonna be, are you kidding me? You mean I've got to stay in this boat for how long? I don't like to change diapers and I've gotta deal with all these animals poop for a year? Are you kidding me? I got to hang out with my family for a year without any entertainment. Are you kidding me? This is favor, God? This is, fa this is favor? 
Favor, that's not favor. Favor for me, God, is just give me a boat. No, man, he had to work for his favor. He had favor in his life, and God gave him instruction and said, you want the favor, do the work. You want the favor, swing the hammer. You want the favor, come on, put some sweat behind it. We, uh, we miss the favor of God because I don't think that we are realizing that God's pouring his favor out on us. or We got our eyes on the wrong thing. Taking our kids to uh, Disney uh, years ago when they were much younger, and we're in a minivan, and we were driving 12 hours to Orlando. 12 hours to Orlando to see Mickey Mouse. And we didn't have iPads or anything like that, but we had uh, the DVD system. So you buy the DVD, so it's like, $79 at Walmart DVD, and it had the two screens. And one of the screens was busted. So that meant uh, the kids had to, you know, one kid had to hold the screen while the other kid leaned over so they could watch the movie. And I'm driving down the road, and I'm, I'm hearing this behind me. I want to hold the screen. No, I want to hold the screen. No, I want to hold the screen. He held the screen last time. I want to hold the screen. And I'm like, shut your face. I'm driving 12 hours in a minivan, wasting too much money to take you to Orlando to see a rodent, and you were complaining about a DVD screen. They had favor, they get to go to Disney and they're complaining about who holds the DVD screen for two hours. We can do that ourselves. We got the favor of God in our lives and we're complaining about some little piddly thing that's in front of us. Why well, I got this, why well, I ain't got that. Here's what I wanna warn you about. Listen, don't define favor in your life according to your own terms. Define favor in your life according to God's terms. Let me give you an example. When we, Jennifer and I moved to Lynchburg, you can ask her, I was mad as a hornet. I was ticked. I wanted to work at a good church. I wanted to find a life-giving church. I had applied to a church in Vegas. They had turned me down. I went to Lynchburg to go to Liberty because that was my backup plan. I was mad. Little did I know that God was orchestrating all of the stuff behind the scenes to get me on the platform today. That's what favor looks like. Now, at the time, at the time, you can ask Becca, it didn't look like favor. Puke green walls, projectors strapped to the columns with ratchet straps. I remember my first Sunday, I wore corduroys. Oh yeah. And uh, I had to stand to the side because the projector was shining on me. The lyrics, it didn't look like favor then. A lot of times you don't realize it was the favor of God in your life until you have hindsight. So be careful. Be careful. Now, this, my, this is a, a, maybe a surprise point for you. If you're following God's precepts and principles, you're walking with him, 
You're allowing God to use you as a conduit of favor and blessing, that you're a generous person. Not only are you, and I'm not just talking favor, we can get so myopic and thinking favor is just materialism. It's, that's no. Favor on you is, I, I am favored because I got two incredible boys. I'm favored because I have a hot wife. I am favored. <laughs> I'm favored because I get to work here. I'm favored because I have good health. I'm favored because I have great friends. I'm favored. I am favored. My parents are divorced and they both remarried. And I'm favored because like my step-parents are amazing. Like, like all of us can get together if we wanted to at Christmas and have the best time. Like God is just, he's, he's worked out things for my good. Favor, favor, favor. It's nothing to do with, with just money. So if you're doing all those things and God is pouring his favor out on you, stop apologizing. This is so frustrating. I see this all the time. Man, that's really nice. Well, I got it on sale. <laughs> um, my, wife, my wife gave me permission to, to use this example, but my mother-in-law will give her purses. And these are really nice purses. They got fancy emblems on them, people I don't know. Then... France or something, I don't know. And anyway, she, so people will always compliment her on a purse. That's a really nice purse. And her immediate reaction is, my mom gave it to me. Because she doesn't want people to think that we bought it. Imagine if I had all the money in the world and thank God by prayer and supplication and fasting my kids get married and move out of the house. <laughs> and I walk, up to, I walk up to Wyatt and I hand him and his new lovely bride the keys to a brand new house. I said, this is yours. I want, God just favored me and I wanna pour my blessing and favor on you and I want you to enjoy this debt free, it's yours. And, and their friends are coming up, man, what was that? What was that? My, man, my, my dad just gave me a house. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What do you mean you're sorry? I'm sorry. I don't deserve this house. I mean, you don't get a house. I, mean, I don't know why I get a house. I don't really deserve it. I'm embarrassed by this. How do you think that would make me feel? I, sometimes I feel like God's trying to put something in our hands and we're like, oh God, I don't deserve this. Duh. That's what favor is. If you look at the Hebrew word for favor, it's translated grace. Favor is the grace of God on your life. It's unmerited. It's unearned. You didn't do anything to deserve it. Of course you don't deserve it but God wants to put it in your hand. God wants to bless you. Newsflash, God loves his children. And I, I, think, I think some of us, I mean, I'm empathetic to the, the backgrounds that we come to the table with and, and, and all of us have just you know, got messed up backgrounds and I've gone through some stuff and I'm sure you've gone through some stuff, but I think what the enemy wants to do through those situations is make you feel unworthy of God's love. Wow. 
and unworthy of God's blessing and unworthy of God's favor. And I want to tell you, that is wrong. I want to break that off of you this morning. God wants to pour his blessing on his people. He loves you. So I'm, I'm been talking a lot about if then, if you'll do this and that, I'm talking about how God honors principles, he honors precepts. But there is a, there's a positional favor that is found in the scriptures as well. I wanna show it to you. For you, Lord, bless the righteous one. You surround him with favor like a shield. The righteous one. Now, I know in, in the word, in the Bible, it says that there are, there are none righteous. Like we, the Bible's really clear. We, we're really good at messing up. We're really good at kind of flubbing, right? Um, I love Paul because Paul says, man, all the things I wanna do, I don't do, and all the things I don't wanna do, I do. And he says, what am I supposed to do, oh, wretched man am I? But there's also this promise in scripture. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So if righteousness, if God surrounds those who are righteous with favor and us in Christ have the righteousness of God, that means if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C, you have the favor of God on your life if you are a Christ follower. Wake up to victory this morning. Wake up to a position that you inherited, that you were grafted in when you accepted Christ. Wake up to it. Because God doesn't want you living with one arm tied behind your back. Live in the favor and the blessing of God. Let me give you, let me give you an example. Um, my, my son is uh, nearly 11. Uh, he'll be 11 here in just a few weeks, and he plays basketball. And it's a short season, and he, um, he's, not the, he's not the prolific scorer. In fact, he hadn't scored any all, uh, all season long. But he gets out there, and he hustles, and he's setting hard picks, and he's, he's tenacious. I, just want my, I don't care if they score. I just want them to be tenacious. I want them to be, like, just defense, swatting the ball and hustling and diving. I just want him, want him to try hard. And um, he's, been, he's been blessed and favored because he's gonna be tall when he's done growing. He's probably about 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Not me. And uh, so my wife and I were, were always like yelling from the sideline, do this and do that. And, and one game about two, three weeks ago, he won and he came off the uh, court, and I was so disappointed in him, which sounds, I don't know, I sound like I'm a bad parent, but I'm, a, I'm tough, and I pulled him aside, and he's like, we won, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, you played horrible. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I know the team won, but you didn't put your all out there. You didn't hustle. You, you were acting like you were going for the ball, but you weren't really going for the ball. It was almost like you were afraid to commit. Like, you gotta, you gotta, Get in there and hustle, man. You, you got to work hard. I don't care if you score. I just want you busting your butt out there. And then I said this to him, and my wife and I, all every game, we're yelling from the sideline, Weston, 
you're tall, be tall. Weston, you're tall, be tall. Just be who you are. And after, after this last game, which I'll tell you what happened, the coach walked up to me and goes, I have never seen Weston like that in my life. And he's, he's watched him play for years. He said he had a fire in his eyes. He said he walked on the court and he looked up and down the other team and he said, I want the tallest guy. Give me the tallest one. And he got out there and he busted his butt and he played hard and he was, you know what? He acted who he was. He was tall and he acted tall. And you guess what he did? He scored seven points. Only... And I, I, it was such a good lesson for him because we got in the truck and I said, listen, Weston, do you know why you scored seven points? He said, why, Dad? I said, because you were who God created you to be. You're tall, be tall, and when you act who you are, the game will come to you. Here's what I want to tell you. You were called, you were chosen, you were blessed, you were highly favored, act it. God loves you. He called you before the foundations of the world. And he wants you to walk out in the morning and go, I am blessed. And we need to confess it with our mouth. I am blessed. I am highly favored. I am loved. I am cherished by God. And I am his child. Man, we just need some mornings where, like, when we feel, look in the mirror and we just feeling down, we just need to go, I'm blessed. And it's not prideful, it's scriptural. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am favored. I am highly favored. And we need to shake that junk off of us. This is only for this service, so congratulations. I didn't say this. I saw something this last week that really stuck out to me. The antidote to competition is authenticity. Stop comparing yourself to other people and what they're getting and what you're not getting. Just be who you are. Be who you are. If you found today's message helpful, feel free to rate, review, or even share it with a friend. Also wanna encourage you to think about partnering with us, you know, together through your giving, we can take this message around the world and make a difference in the lives of so many people. Thanks again for joining us today. If you would like to partner with us, you can do so by clicking the link in the description, visiting lifepoint.org give, or via text messaging on your mobile device. Just text the dollar amount of your gift and keyword LifePoint to 45777. Thank you for your generosity. We can do so much more together than we ever could apart.